0: Welcome to a new paradigm of education podcast. I'm your host Monique Sayers. Today we have our special guest Jackie Rigg. Before I go ahead and introduce you Jackie I'd just like to introduce the podcast for those people that are tuning in for the first time so a new paradigm of education is a change in education that's been coming for centuries we all know the education system as we know it has not been working and what's been amazing is there's been just this rise in uh different types of educators coming together holding hands and creating a new paradigm so whether you're a parent a change maker a world leader a mother a meditator it doesn't matter everybody has their gift uh, to offer our children and it's all about creating change that's going to be beneficial to the highest good of our next generation of change makers so with that in mind, I've invited along our special guest, Jackie, today, who is a visionary for uh, the Dream School in, in Queensland, and it just looks phenomenal from what, from what I've been seeing. So I can't wait for you to introduce yourself and then just tell us a more about the Dream School as well. Thank you so much, Jackie.
1: Yeah. Hi, Monique. It's, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's lovely to be involved with people who are changing the world, you know, and um seeing things in a different way you know to what we've already seen. Yeah I guess my journey sort of started um, I was a teacher in a classroom and had been for you know decades taught interstate overseas Um, but it was only when I had my own children and um, I listened to a podcast by a guy well it's actually a TED talk by a guy called Sir Ken Robinson that really flipped me on my head because I had no concept of what was really going on the education system i was just a cog in the in the system and doing my part and when i listened to his talk i was really moved and flipped on my head and i was like now what am i going to do with my kids because i it's like, how how can I now, knowing what I know from what he'd said, you know, about how the school system kills creativity, how how can I do that to my children? How can I put them through? But I was already sort of in process of readying them for the education system, like teaching them their letters so that they started well. Uh, but then with this new, you know, new understanding, I was quite... Um, tipped off balance and I so I just started to think and research and you know sort of pray about what what is education going to look like for my kids how can I nourish and nurture their innovation and creativity so we started what we called schooling for dreamers when my first child was five but that was too intense you know it was too much like school we were we were still sort of stuck in the mold you know some of the mold of um of how school is done And um, so we gave that up after about six months um, and went back to the drawing board and I did lots more, you know, two years of um, more research and and learning and reading and viewing and, you know, sort of gathering what I could from people who'd been before me and, um, yeah, sort of created this model called Dream School where um, our whole vision is to facilitate kids dreaming. Um, But then to help them to get the skills, the relationships and the the knowledge to not only dream, but fulfill their dream. And so that's sort of where dream school started again. (laughs) Yeah, when my eldest was seven. Wow, that's amazing. It's so amazing.
0: what came through you to be able to to be in that place of like I'm actually going to make a change because I do know myself being a teacher as well it um there isn't an in the old way of just being able to just kind of follow okay well this is how it is and this is how it's going to be and I just love that you were like okay I'm going to say no I'm going to look around I'm going to investigate I'm going to see what's possible and go for it and actually dream, and then literally create a dream school. So I'm really in awe of you being able mm. to just um, take mm. that stand and take that step. And I've also seen this uh, Ken Robbins. Um, documentary as well or YouTube uh, footage as well and it's just like there's just so many pieces in it you could watch it a few times over and over every time I listen there's a different element I'm like oh yes (laughs) imagination and the use of the brain as well I love how he's talking about using um, like that the schooling was always sort of systemized to focus on one side of the brain but actually that's not natural like we need to be focusing on the other side of the brain and I'll just tie it in with our book as well in a new paradigm of education we talk about um, the IQ and the EQ and we also introduce the energetic quotient into our book as well as an extra element that needs to also be uh, focused on because you know we want our children to be learning in as many ways as possible and there's just so much research about meditation as well as a beautiful resource for learning and um, reducing anxiety and everything as well so yeah. Um, you've got your daughter. Hello, daughter. Hello. She can join us on the podcast.
1: Yeah, sure. Come on in. Oh. This is Eden. Hello. Hello. Eden. Nice she's, to meet you. She's the reason we started Dream School. One of the reasons. I have two reasons. Jed, my eldest and Eden, my youngest. Oh wow,
0: amazing. Yeah. Do you enjoy the dream yeah. school?
1: Yes, it's awesome. Mm. actually she's just finished running a challenge on event planning so <laughs> um, yeah she she um wanted to oh yeah so dream, dream school the, the model of dream school is that um that we um sort of run challenges so that the kids don't have to like say for an art lesson you know you've got an apple on the table draw an apple and everybody draws an apple um, that's, not, that's not enhancing creativity. It's not sort of challenging them to um, learn and discover who they are as a person. They're just copying somebody else. And that's sort of been the method of education where, you know, we, we don't get a chance to experiment or explore or ask questions or observe others, you know, in, in, in real-life environments. You know, and these are the core skills of innovation, Um, and school is is the antithesis how it's set up it's the exact opposite so school is about finding the right answer not asking a great question Um, you know it's about being in this fabricated environment so you don't get to observe real life it's about having an experiment that comes with a predetermined outcome Um, and if you don't get that outcome you fail the experiment how can you fail an experiment you know, it's just the exact opposite. It's school's about networking for position, not networking for ideas um, and associating. When do you get to put things together that have never been put together before? And these are the core skills of, of um, being innovative and creative, you know, coming from, there's a book called The Innovator's DNA by um, a conglomerate, Dyer, Clayton Christensen and H.B. Greggerson. Um, and they... they um, interviewed I think 200 people on the cutting edge um, in business uh, CEOs and tried to work out what the core skills um, of innovation were that they were practicing that non-innovative CEOs weren't practicing and these are the five that they found and um, when you compare that to how we educate our kids we are educating them out of their creative capacity not nurturing or enhancing that And I guess that was really highlighted to me by a study that I read. Um, There was a guy called um, um, George Land, and he was was commissioned by NASA to create a test for creative capacity. So NASA obviously wanted to, um, you know, employ creative people, people that would add to their vision. uh, And they needed a way to sift the people who were applying for jobs within their company. So he created this test for creative capacity and um, it was very successful. So the people that scored high on this test, you know, were creatively employed and um, enhanced the vision of the company. So he took the test and he applied it to 1600 children between the ages of um, four and five. And um, what he found was just mind blowing. He found 98% of them scored at the creative genius level. Now, that means we're all pretty much all born creative geniuses. And he thought that was just so um, fascinating. He decided to make his test a longitudinal test. So five years later, he ran the same test on the same cohort. Um, They'd been at school now for four or five years. And what he found was equally shocking. Uh, 30% now scored at the creative genius level. And then he tested them again five years later, and it was 10%. And then he tested 200,000 adults, and it was 2%. Because now we believe that we're not creative. When we were all born, you know, creative geniuses. But because of the way that we educate, we we are um, crushing our, our creative powers, you know, and our, our creative capacity to the point where, where it's lost, you know, and if you were to take 96% of somebody's capacity, say physical capacity or mental capacity away from them, you know, hopefully you'd be put in jail for that, but we haven't seen creativity in this same light, we've seen it as something that you're either born with and you're not, and the majority are not, but that's not the truth, that's not the case, you know, 98% of us are born creative geniuses and to nurture that rather than crush it really should be our goal in education
0: that's amazing that's a huge number amazing that you've done all that research i love i love what you've just shared and um creativity is definitely i feel like the core of um education it's the core of life i mean it's the core of birth it's you know and i Mm. also think about What's happened in the pandemic? I think the beauty of the pandemic has been um, the destruction has has enhanced creativity in a way that people are now stepping into their innovation and looking at different ideas and different pathways because that old pathway and that old system has now fallen away. There's no place to kind of land, and it's like, well, what else can I do? And I think it's amazing that there people are starting to link. That back into their natural gifts and talents and I'm linking that back to a new paradigm of education because the birth of this just came through that idea of let's let's create something new together and what is it that we want to create and how can we all every single person all of us access that part of ourself that is our gift to give to humanity, to give to our children and show them that they can also do that as well. So I just love that, um, what you're sharing. And um, I'm really happy that Dream School is offering this place for people to come and experience that. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that that's the challenge because, you know, how, how do you nurture individual creativity within a community? You know, how, how do you do it well? And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, this, this model um, you know, while it's obviously not perfect, you know, what is, but it it does have that capacity in built in that because um, we run dream school according to challenges. So we have a compulsory challenge that everybody does all together, which sort of gives you that community, you know, um, experience like that shared experience. And we often reflect on, you know, because we've been running for seven years now, we reflect on, you know all of those experiences that we've had together like we we all climbed Mount Warning in an adventure challenge (laughs) and that's not an easy climb but we got babies and four-year-olds and you know at the the end you're pulling yourself up by a chain and it's very steep and big boulders and you know it's not not an easy task but we've got a picture of us all at the top you know and what a, a, a community achievement where we all helped each other to to achieve a goal that we had together so we have um, a compulsory challenge that we all do together for those reasons, but also to, to allow kids to explore things that they may not normally have chosen to explore mm. but still find things in that that are valuable in application to their lives but also may expose to them what their interests or passions could possibly be in the future. So they might find something in that challenge that they then pursue later on. Mm. Um, and then we have um, we have a, a period of time in the middle of um, the day, which we call family time, but it's really for um, you know lunch and unstructured play. And we put that right in the middle of the challenge opportunities, uh, in order to protect play. Um, there was a really interesting book by a guy called Tony Wagner, and um, it's called Creating Innovators: The Making of Young People Who Will Change the World. Yeah. Highly recommended. Um, book and he he also interviewed I think 150 people who were at the who were at, at cutting edge of their field um, innovatively you know sort of changing the world in their area and um, he interviewed them with the purpose of trying to find you know what what are the similarities between them what's the pathway they've all taken and he found a common pathway for every single one of them which is fascinating in its simplicity um, and the pathway starts at play so the very first step in becoming innovative and creative and um, you know, changing the world is to play. And we take play away from kids at school because we deem it to be something that happens after you've done all your jobs, you know, after you've done all your work, then if there's time, you can play. But through play, kids discover what's on the inside of them and they have the opportunity to explore and create an experiment. You know, my kids, um, they, when they were, I think my son was six and my daughter was four, um, we we had, you know, sort of a quiet time in the middle of the day where I have my door shut and they entertain themselves. And I came out, that's two hours long. I came out, um, they had created this entire business. So they created this entire business um, where they had um, gone into their shoe. Buckets, pulled out the shoes that they don't normally wear, they'd set them up on the couch, they'd taken the mirror off the wall and put it at an <laughs> angle so their clients or customers could come and see their feet when they were trying these shoes on. Wow. They'd taken my husband's phone, taken a picture of the front door, and then gone down the street and taken a picture of the street sign. So wow. everybody knew where to come to buy these shoes, and they had everything ready to upload to Gumtree. I had no idea they even knew about Gumtree. Oh my were goodness! That's amazing!
0: Wow, what innovation yeah. is that? That's stunning to us.
1: That is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So um, we did it. Like we we cleaned up some of the shoes, threw some of them out, you know, repaired some, and and they made thirty six dollars. You know, as a six and four year old selling their shoes on Gumtree. And we we um, connected with all these people who came to buy shoes and develop friendships and community with them. So um, yeah, just the the ability to um, you know to be able to play um, unstructured play where you're not as a parent or an educator not determining what happens during the play and and structuring activities for everybody all the, you know to fill their day, um, but they can play without without you know hovering adult hovering they come up with the most ingenious um, solutions to boredom and boredom is actually one of the prerequisites I believe to creativity because you, you you're forced to find a solution to your um, emotional state <laughs> so that first step is play in in that pathway the second he found that each person traveled through was passion because through play they discovered what was on the inside and what they could be passionate about and started to explore that in more depth Um, you know sort of research or, or experiment with or investigate or you know find opportunities within that arena to develop their skills their knowledge their relationships their talents And um, after they had um, sort of explored these passions that they had, these people then discovered that what they were doing had an impact on the wider community. Therefore it became their purpose or their calling. So it was play to passion to purpose. And that was the pathway that every single one of these innovators had traveled to arrive at the place where they were literally changing the world. And um, it's such a simple pathway, you know, and and yet, you know, we we um, we have sort of um, created our own pathway where you have to go through school, you have to go to uni, you have to get a job. But that pathway does not access who we are as individuals and who we can be collectively and how we can contribute to the wider community for good, you know, in in ways that others may not necessarily be able to but we are wired to so I found that just fascinating so in in dream school we have play as a key feature of our day and we protect it um, in the middle of our challenge experiences and then in the afternoons we run choices challenges where the kids put forward challenges according we have a planner that they fill out um, to help them structure the term And in the afternoon, they have the opportunity of um, sort of making their challenge available to the community and kids, other kids can come and join them in the um, outworking of that challenge. So, you know, just last term we ran six challenges in the choices um, section. They included event planning, they included stage combat. Um, like sort of a theatre production. They included um, indoor cricket. um, But they're framed in in terms of a challenge Mm. so that anybody can take that challenge and outwork it in the way that they find meaningful um, and that, that sort of, you know, lights their fire. They're not drawing an apple. They are creating something that's unique and different from the person next to them but still has the same sort of a framework around it. It's Mm.
0: amazing. And I also want to re- Reframe the word um, "challenge" as well, because challenge uh, sometimes can have that old paradigm feel of competition, and this feels like the opposite of that. Mm. What, what you're sharing, it's feeling like, well, it's a challenge to myself to find that place within myself to then, once mm. I found that purpose, as you're saying, to then share it with my community or my my peers, my students, my teachers, everybody all together. So, I, I just wanted to reframe that and just so that the, the people listening would also be feeling that energy of it's like really about collaboration. That you're sharing, right? That's amazing. Yes,
1: yes. Well, you know, just for example, one of our challenges was to double your money through making and selling up cycle goods. So each person takes that challenge as 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 you say, like a challenge for themselves to complete, and um, you know, but we're doing it as a community together. So your experience of that challenge you might create um earrings from wire or you might create a light shade from you know um i don't know broom pieces whatever you know your outworking of that challenge is will be completely different to mine but within the framework of the challenge we're all moving towards the goal of doubling our money through making and selling an upcycle piece. yeah yeah
0: mm. i love this i love the idea that the students were able to also um decide for themselves about what they wanted to offer in their challenges as well Mm. to give them um like kind of like their own direction as opposed to us saying okay we're doing this as well like I know Mm. some bits of it sound like it's being led but some of it I love I love the afternoon session that you're sharing as well that's there's so much to share about that can you share like um so when you're talking about community just so people can get an idea so you're talking about like so families can come children can come like is everybody all there just all together is that how it works
1: yeah, we have, um, at the moment we have about 20 families that we um, do Dream School together two days a week. And um, we take everybody who comes with the family. So whether they're babies, whether they're 17 year olds, uh, they're all welcome. And so we, we do have sort of, I guess, um, age-related expressions of the challenges. So we have our minis, our little ones, and they um, are often sort of participating, but at their, at their level. Um, with the challenge then we have our dreamers who are our seven to twelve plus we don't we're not hard and fast on any sort of age it's when they're ready and then we have our dream on group who are our older kids and our our sort of our goal for them is that they would live successfully independently when they leave home so we've run challenges that are quite specific to their age so for example we ran a a car maintenance and driving challenge where they learnt you know how to to change a tyre how to you know, add oil and how to drive. So we had like, you know, on a, on a private property, 12-year-olds driving beside their parents, learning how to quarter and, and do roundabouts and all that sort of thing. Um, and how cool when they get to the, you know, the age where they can get their license that they're, they're not complete beginners on the road. They have, you know, already got skills um, which makes them safer, you know, when they're out and about yeah so definitely community is a big focus of what we do and i think probably um you know honestly the hardest part of what we do is maintaining community um and we have two main rules you know at dream school that help us with that and the first one is um to look after hearts and bodies you know that's oh, wow. a huge focus uh, that we look after each other's hearts and bodies and the second and you know these are the only two rules we have look after hearts and bodies and the second is If you make a mess you've got to clean it up and that's a physical mess on the ground or in the environment but it's also a heart mess so if you if you make a mess on somebody's heart you know you you disinclude them or you speak harshly to them or you know whatever that mess might be that we're very intentional about fixing up that mess because messes um, can be very divisive and they can cause people not to want to be there so being intentional on on creating a safe environment for everybody you know adults included um is very much a focus of what we do
0: mm. and it's so necessary that's such an important skill over um learning maths like learning how to communicate and to connect with somebody is definitely a life skill that's i think it's the most necessary as you sharing um
1: that's yeah. why i always
0: sort of offer a lot of meditation or i'm inspired a lot by meditation because i feel like that can calm a lot of um the mess that can that can come from different people like myself included and so I I really feel that's also a key for what I I feel myself is a core in the new paradigm of education and in life like I've um it's a place of being able to create everything from there because it's that place of stillness then being able to rise up into whatever's coming but I also love that you've got that like cornerstone is play like and I love that like play is like that place of okay well from there what can we do and it leads to passion and it leads to purpose so it's still leading to the same place of coming back into their natural gifts and talents and then being able to take those around and I think that in itself is such a gift to, for a child even for an adult to be able to walk around in confidence of who they are because that's such a big thing to learn like you know in school I know I know I, know I wasn't confident and it took me years to find my purpose you know even as a grown-up, so I think being able to give that as a, a key for children at that age is just like so necessary, so beautiful yeah. what you're offering.
1: Yeah, well, you know, you know, why why not? Why do we spend you know a good 13 plus years of our life, um, the majority being meaningless? You know, if if, if you ask the average person to what do you, you what do you use now that you spent 13 years plus at school learning? And it would be probably basic mathematics basic language skills that might be about it some some general knowledge perhaps yeah but why do we invest so much time and so much money and so much resource into things that are completely meaningless eventually you know in our lives Uh, why not discover what's on the inside of kids and facilitate their movement into that early you know rather than wasting you would we 13 years of our life um, into something that has the, the minimal reward that education has now, you know, when we're this age. Would we invest 13 years for that result? And it's likely that we wouldn't. And there are much more efficient ways to learn things like reading or maths. You know, we we maths is in everything, you know, it's in art, it's in music, it's in. Um, design, it's in, you know, science, and we take it out of everything and we put it on worksheets and we deliver it to our kids as their math lesson. Completely devoid of context. So when they go to reapply that concept, they struggle because it was never learnt in context. But when we learn it in context, say, for example, the kids are, you know, that that example I gave before of doubling their money through making and selling upcycle goods. They've got a business. They've got a real reason to learn percentages. You know, what's my profit going to (laughs) be? They've got a real reason to learn, you know, decimal subtraction and addition because I need to know that I'm charging them the right price and giving them the right change. You know, there's a real meaning to what I'm doing. It's not just on a worksheet that I have to regurgitate um, over and over again. <laughs> you know? uh, so, yeah, I just feel that um, real life hands on experiences for kids are key for all of us. You know, we learn best in context, we learn best being mentored, you know, we learn best by doing, not mm-hmm. by listening or by roting, you know, regurgitating. We learn by actually physically getting involved in something, and that creates lifelong memories because the movement of information from our short term. part of our short-term brain to our long-term brain um happens far more effectively when we're involved in hands-on real life experiences so i can ask my kids um what did we do in term three of 2015 when we ran the challenge how to be a pilot and they'll be like oh we went to the um the flight school and the simulator we got to got to um Have a go on the simulator, and then we went to a a flight show. We went to an air show. We went to the RAF base, you know, the army base where we got to um, sit in all the old military planes. We we went to the airport and we got to see the you know the processes of checking in. We went to a hangar. We saw a plane in the hangar being, you know, taken apart. We saw the the guts of the plane. You know, there's so many links to memories that have have meant that real learning has occurred and they can access those memories very quickly and easily where if you ask me what I did in grade four um, second term I would I would have no idea I wouldn't be able to tell you a thing I might have done some addition I might have done some subtraction might have written a story but that's the only context or, or you know sort of connection to my past that I have um, Whereas the richness and and I guess you know in also in community when you have shared experiences we can go back to those and they become our table talk at dinner so when you know you're at school and you you come to dinner time you're like say how was your day and they're like yeah yeah right what would you do oh nothing you know you have no nothing that's a shared experience that you can build relationship on because everybody's in different directions but when you have family together and you're doing things that are meaningful and um, are fun, uh, which is one of our core ingredients. You know, How is this challenge playful? How is it fun? And the kids that are writing a challenge need to share with me how, how what they're planning on doing is going to engage kids, um, the other kids who want to join them. And when you get to the dinner table, the talk is not like, oh, how was was your day? Yeah, it was all right. What did you do? Yeah, nothing. You know, it is, there's buzz going on because everybody wants to share what they've done in their day. And then everybody learns from each other and creates this, you know, incredible, um, I guess, soup of experience and, um, you know, connection that then becomes part of our history as a family or a part of our history as our community. Mm -hmm. sorry Monique I can't hear you I was I just talking away
0: good. to myself on mute. <laughs> I was just saying, yeah, that's definitely a, a key with families, isn't it? I, I hear you around that need for connection and what's so beautiful is that all of that's being able to be brought in through everybody's welcome in the school. There's no separation. Come to the school, everybody, and let's be together. And that in itself is amazing. It it just got me thinking though, like if I'm a, a parent, which I am, and I'm not like right in your town in um tambourine mountain do you help other families in any other way or do you have any tips you could give on to other people if they were looking to do this kind of education
1: yeah we've actually just run a leadership training for dream school hubs so um, people who yeah who who, um, want to participate in this model or run their own dream school hub um, have come we sort of did an um, in-person day where they were um, given lots of information and and strategies but then also immersed in dream school so they had we ran challenges with the adults you know and in terms of um, helping them understand what dream school is really all about and you know we had a group um, and they were um, masters there was a master chef challenge we ran with them where they had to create something with a secret ingredient and um, you know they had to go shopping this is in the middle of the of the um, I guess the challenge the conference or the session that we were running in training them and so off they go to the shops and get the ingredients they need come back and cook you know physically make um you know their dish with the secret ingredient so yeah we we um definitely run training for people um, we need to sort of I guess set up an online version of that where people can participate from uh you know from wherever they are in the world um, yeah or- like
0: a zoom room or so, something
1: yeah 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 we we haven't quite gotten that far we've sort of gotten you know as far as when when teachers were you know out of work because of the mandates and things like that there was a a whole lot of people looking to um yeah to, to develop more skills and exposure to to other ways of education and yeah so we had quite a number of people attend our our session our leadership training and we've got a couple of schools started up from that
0: oh that's amazing so there's some other dream schools that have grown from there and yeah as you said in the future it could move on to innovation around different pockets of the globe who are wanting to have this model because i know it's really needed at this moment like there's so many people that have decided to change educational pathways for so many reasons it's been coming it's been coming to the forefront for for so long anyway and then all of the stuff that's just happened was the final thing okay yes let's make that change and well what do i do (laughs) you know and so i'm just loving that you're able people could connect with you in Mm. some way and say could you support me and you'd have some kind of information to be able to pass on to them to um create these type of schools and um
1: Mm. yeah absolutely yeah yeah no very well very um open we have a, a facebook page called dream school um dream school hubs interest group and um yeah people can jump on there and and um ask questions see what we're doing and and get a handle on on what dream school is all about um, through resource sharing and things like that
0: Mm. awesome and I always ask this question for every podcast guest that comes along um, because I have an interest in the collective vision for a new paradigm. So what is your vision for a new paradigm of education? I know you've already shared a lot with us, but if you could just share that little piece again, that would be amazing.
1: Yeah, well, um, I I feel education um, really needs to come back to, what it's what what the purpose is you know what what are we educating our kids for and it really is that they would function in their destiny you know that they would know who they are as people who they are you know their identity um particularly because when we don't know our identity when we're not connected to the source you know we we sort of um lost we get lost Um, but when we have that That connection to who we are and whose we are um, we sort of get to we get some sort of direction and when you get to know who you are on the inside through exposure to all sorts of different situations scenarios you know experiences um, we get to live our full life you know a lot of people live stunted you know we're living just to put food on the table or we're living um, just to get through the day you know just to get to holidays or just to get married Um, not really living out each day alive fully alive Mm. you know and I love the concept of education being um, a mechanism that facilitates us living our full life Mm. Yeah, and and however that's done you know is is great um but we just haven't known how to do it because we've been so consumed with this industrial model of education where we all get batched according to date of man, you know date of birth date of manufacture we get sent off on narrowly defined pathways with inputs whether we're ready or not um, and then shot off the end not knowing really what to do with our lives um, but where you have a process that exposes kids to what they could be passionate about, what's on the inside, what, what stirs them, what causes them to dream, you know, how do they get from a dream to a reality? Um, that for me, that whole process of, of moving from a dream to the realisation of that dream is really what education should be about. And, you know, kids, when you, when you expose what their intrinsic motivations are you know, what they're passionate about, they will do whatever it takes to get to where they want to go. So if that's learning Pythagoras' theorem because they need it for this particular project um, because they're passionately involved in it, they're going to learn it, you know, and it's not going to take them long. It's not going to be an arduous, boring process. Mm. You know, I feel that a lot of kids, you know, teenagers particularly, um, are so bored by you know, hours and hours a day of sitting doing meaningless uh, work that they need an outlet, they need to receive some sort of booster to their serotonin and oxytocin. So what do they do? They go and, you know, do at-risk behaviours, they drive crazy or they have, you know, relationships that are not going to, you know, work out well, you know, but, but because they're craving belonging and they're craving meaning they participate in those sort of things. Why why should they need to? Why shouldn't school be a place that everyone can't wait to get to in the morning? Wow. You know, how we do education has has got to change. because um, mm. innovation and creativity are, are really, you know, for an, an economy to flourish, they're the core skills that we can't do without. Everything else is automatable or overseasable. You know, <laughs> we can shift it. Um, but creativity and innovation can't be done by um you know computers you know it it has to come from humanity
0: yes yes. it's the god
1: part of of who we are um being expressed on the earth um yeah and facilitating that I think is our core um yeah it should be our core driver as educators
0: wow Mm. that's such a full answer I I hear you on that (laughs) that is amazing that's so beautiful what you've you've shared and Yes, when I am um, when we were writing our book in a new paradigm of education, I was actually asking all the educators and parents this same type of question: What's your vision? What do you see as a curriculum? What would what would be like limitless education? There was like thirteen different questions that that are listed in the book, and what was really interesting was when I interviewed each of them, it all came back to this same same thing that you're sharing: like it's got to be about connection, purpose. And uh mindfulness was the other aspect which kind of links into both of those so it wasn't and you know obviously that the schooling system is not matching any of that so that's just another you've just yeah you've just opened my heart again um, in your own unique way which which I really love and thank you so much for sharing that response. I don't even know what to say to it because it was just so full and I don't want to add to that because it was it was beautiful so I'm really thankful to have that response um, for what you believe is a new paradigm and that's what a new paradigm is it's all of us um, being heard and seen and walking it together and we, all of our stories matter and all of our our pieces matter and um, I'm really thankful to meet people like you and, and everybody who's listening to our podcast all of you that are out there looking to make a change I'm really thankful to all of you who are wanting to step into this path of well how, what can I do to educate or how can I be a co-creator in education with my children and so I, I thank all of you as well for um being insightful and wanting to know what to do as well and to join us to lead with us you know so thank you so much Jackie for coming on today yeah
1: oh Monique, it's such a pleasure and thank you for being you and for everything that you're doing to to expose you know um best practice or, or ways of um of being involved in, in the education of our, our precious kids you know it's um it's valuable it's treasure
0: yeah it is treasure and it's necessary and that's what my heart just um, was open for it it's like I need to do this this is my calling that I need to be doing my piece of the the puzzle that we're all here to create on earth together so thank you so much um, so I'll just close um, by saying uh, namaste and uh, Mahatma Gandhi's famous quote of be the change that you wish to be in this world